Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Blog Talk Radio. want to welcome everyone once again to another show. Uh, this is the RF Sports Radio Show. I'm your host. RF, as you guys know, we do this every Thursday night, every Tuesday and Thursday night from 9.30 to 11 p.m. Central Standard Time. Um, if you guys are downloading the show on iTunes or another podcast player, you can always stay in contact with the show at rfsportsradio.blogspot.com. Uh, so without further ado, let's kick off our Thursday show. For those that listen to the show all the time, you know our Thursday show is our biggest show. We get into all the NFL picks. We're talking about what's coming up in the NFL for the uh, so if you guys need to make a little extra money, you got to pay your car note, or get the kids some uh, some good toys for Christmas, you're tuned in to the right show because we're going to give you the, the lock picks. We're going to tell you exactly who's going to win. We've got a great record. Of course, I did lose by one game last week, but that's neither here nor there. This is a brand-new week. I'm going to be on the road with the picks, so you never know what's going to happen. So let's get the show started. We're going to talk in the fair. We're going to talk about the Mavs and their loss last night. We're going to talk about uh, Tiger Woods, his interview today. I mean, he's back out in the public, you know, answering a lot of questions that you guys want to know about. And we're going to talk a little bit about everything. So without further ado, let's get this get the show started. Let me bring on my co-host real quick. Hello, Ryan. Right, how, how you doing? doing? I'm doing good. How you so doing, I man? I feel like I'm going to be lucky today. I'm going to pick, I'm going to go a uh, perfect week. Oh, okay, the perfect week. Yeah, yeah, I'm starting my free Christmas celebration. All right, well, that's fine. I mean, hey, if you you can go perfect, I can go perfect, right? No. (laughs) Because you're going to pick the Cowboys. So Uh, I think that's what's going to mess you up. All right. Okay. Well, we're going to talk about Cowboys. We're going to talk about Cowboys and Lions coming up this weekend, too. A bunch of big games coming up this weekend. Uh, as we all know, so definitely get the show started. If you listen live to the show, uh, you're more than welcome to call in, get involved, get in on, on the discussion. That calling number, as always, is 323-927-2906. That's 323-927-2906. The chat room is open, so if you go to blogtalkradio.com slash rsports, you can jump in the chat room, chat with some other listeners. And, of course, if you're on Twitter right now listening to us, Make sure you go to twitter.com slash rfsportsradio and stay in contact with us on Twitter. Uh, before we get before we get into some of the NFL stuff, Royce, let's talk a little bit about the Mavs. On our last Tuesday show, I got a chance to play a lot of audio for you guys uh, from the Mavs' first game with the New Orleans Hornets. A game that they won, the Hornets were undefeated coming into that game, and uh, Dallas was able to pull off the win. They pulled off the win in the fourth quarter. It was in stellar fashion. They put in the uh, all-point guard lineup, three-point guards. That made the difference. Chris Paul kind of went out with foul trouble during the third quarter. And when he came back in the first quarter, fourth quarter, he didn't score any points after down. that. So that, that was like the huge key. They shut him down, exactly. Right. That was a huge key for that. Now, just to show you how prophetic this show is, I'm going to play something real quick for you when I ask Chris Paul uh, in the locker room, if he saw anything that he thought was going to help them for their next game, which was last night in New Orleans. So let me play a little bit of that for you real quick. Anything on the course that you think will help you for Wednesday's game at home? Yeah, we're going to talk about that as a team, though. <laughs> gotcha. You see? Yeah, that's 
said. We're going to talk about that as a team, and apparently they did, Royce, because they beat the Mavs last night. Uh, and this game, yeah. actually, they they won this game in the fourth quarter last night, too. Now, did you think right. that, you know, they were going to bounce back like that and beat them again? Well, you know, the team was undefeated for nothing. I think they took their loss for the Mavericks personally because they ruined their perfect record. And uh, they were determined, like you said, they they talked about it, I'm sure. But uh, it was a real close game. You know, Mavericks had a chance. You know, there's going to be a lot of games like that where they, you know, lose at the very end. Mm-hmm. And just like that night, they played New Orleans in Dallas. They just, you know, they won at the end, too. So, right. yeah, those right. games are going to happen. They're going to be close. But I did think of the revenge factor. Oh, it had to be. I mean, when I was in that locker room, that's all the guys talked about, exacting their revenge. And what better what better thing to happen than to play the team that knocked off your perfect season the very next game uh, at home. So they were looking forward to that. And uh, they, they had a chance to win this game. The Mavs did with about 6.2 seconds left last night. And on the final inbounds play, uh, Dirk got the ball, but got the ball way too far from the basket. He ended up getting the ball uh, poked away by David West. And that caused a turnover, that which pretty much led the team to get the win. They lost last night, 99 to 97. Uh, they actually yeah. won. Uh, they actually beat the uh, Hornets by two points when they were here in Dallas. So it's only fitting that that right. happens to them. Right. And and the right. big key last time too was Emeka Okafor was not that effective. He did get ten rebounds. He led he led both teams in rebounds uh, last night. And Dirk of course <laughs> led everyone with points with 29. And Chris Paul had 11 assists. Uh, right. So Chris Paul was back on his game doing his thing. And the Mavs actually outscored uh, the Hornets in the fourth quarter uh, by four points, but it just wasn't enough to overcome right. uh, what happened in right. the third quarter. They got outscored in the third quarter, 33-17 to 17 in the third quarter alone. And that was the, and then, the key to the game. And then you got the hometown crowd advantage, too. You know, like when they played in Dallas, the crowd really rallied behind the Mavericks. And the same thing happened in New Orleans, you know what I mean? It's, it's hard to beat a team at home. Mm-hmm. You know, hometown crowd was really behind both teams. So that made it and back to, you know what I mean? Right. And even Coach Carlisle said after the game, and he said this during the press conference uh, from the game, is we played that audio on Tuesday's show, so go back and listen to that one, download that show. But on last night's game, he actually said that he felt like they out, we outfought them the first game, and they clearly outfought us in this game. Uh, and it was really a dis- disappointment to him because he thought his team was was going to fight a little bit harder. And, and you, when we talked about how what's going to make this team work is going to be defense. Right. And anytime right. you give up that, they gave up a much larger shooting percentage last night than they did in the first game, and that was the difference in the game. They've had so many problems coming out in the third quarter, uh, losing right. leads, getting down by so much, and they kind of picked it up to play better defense in the fourth quarter. And even Carlisle himself said that was going to be key for them uh, going throughout the season. So let's listen to some of the comments from Rick Carlisle uh, about how defense is key for them having a great season. And he t- and actually the question that I asked him was, does he feel like his team is enjoying uh, playing defense now, especially in the fourth quarter? This is Coach uh-huh. Rick Carlisle from um, from the last game here at home against the Hornets. You know, we, we identified defense as the number one um, variable to us being a, a, a tr- true contending team. And now coming into tonight, we were third in the league in points per possession. Um, and so, you know, that's that's progress. <clears throat> I don't know where we'll be to, after the game tonight, um, 
but we'll be in the top ten somewhere, most likely. And New Orleans was number two coming into tonight. Um, the answer to that question, you know, if the answer is yes, then then we're we're making some real progress. Um, you know, if if the answer if the answer is something else, then then we got to make we got to you know look take a take a hard look at where we're at. Um, but I think our guys realize that that you know hard, consistent defense and staying with a system um, is the most important part of our success, and 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 it's the most important part of continuing the success that we're having. And that's uh, Rick Carlisle talking about how key defense is, and that's basically what kind of did them um, in this particular game is that defense in the fourth quarter. Uh, so the man, you know, back again. They, go ahead, Royce. Let me cut you off. Go ahead. Uh, you know what? That that that's the problem with the Mavs. I see it's this roller coaster defense. You know what I mean? Some quarters they play good defense, other quarters they don't play so good. What I think he's trying to do is keep them on that same intensity four quarters. If they can maintain that, they can quit the you know this roller coaster up and down. Like I say, one quarter they're perfect. Like they say, they some quarters they just give up too much. And if he can keep them balanced, playing a, you know, four quarters of, of good defense, you know, I think they'd be all right. And uh, another key to that game last night was uh, they did get Karan Butler back for that game. Uh, right. He didn't shoot very well. Uh, he and he actually made a complaint about some of the playing time he received when he come back. We is coming back off an injury, uh, so we'll see how he gets acclimated back into the starting lineup especially come tomorrow, and we'll be live at the game tomorrow uh, when they take on the Chicago Bulls. They get Derrick Rose. Oh, that's big coming. Yeah, it's going to be a great game. That game tips off about 8.30 Central Standard Time, and it'll be on ESPN uh, tomorrow as well, too, at at, um, 8.30 also. And we'll be live there at the game. We'll bring you guys up to the minute, up to the second, up to the hoop coverage of uh, what's going on. If you want to follow our broadcast live from the AAC during the game, you can go to rfsportsradio.blogspot.com, and you can see all the stuff as it happens up to the minute. We'll be doing live broadcasting. We'll also be doing some blogging, some write-ups to different quarters, giving you guys shooting percentages. If you haven't checked it out before, I definitely recommend that you do. And then after the game, right. we always bring you guys the press conference from Coach Carlisle. We also get your questions in. If you have any questions you want to submit, uh, for the Mavs during the game or even for the Bulls during the game, you can always send your questions to rsportsradio at gmail.com, and we'll ask your questions for you. We don't we don't stray away from that at all. We'll ask whatever question you guys want us to ask. To give you a quick taste of uh, what we do with the Mavs, I'm going to play a little one-on-one interview I did with Brendan Haywood. Uh, I want to thank, of course, the Mavs and, and their operation for letting, allowing the show to get so much all access right. to everything. Uh, I want to thank Scott Tomlin, the media director, about doing that as well, too. So here's a a quick one-on-one that I did with Brendan Haywood in the locker room to give you guys a taste of some of the coverage that we do with the Mavs. We're here with Brendan Haywood from the Dallas Mavs. Brendan, great win tonight. You guys been undefeated in New Orleans, New Orleans uh, Hornets team. What do you see out there? I mean, you guys are dominant in the paint. You got rebounds, big blocks. I mean, what do you think about the game? Uh, I think down the stretch our defense really carried us. Um, it was a close game. Um, it was tooth and nail all the way, but we had a lot of key stretch, uh, key defensive stops down the way. We didn't really let them get a lot of easy looks, and uh, that, that carried us through. Now, can you talk a little bit about Emeka Okafor? He came in with 73% shooting uh, when he got here. 
Yeah, I literally went to basically two for ten for the night. So, I mean, talk a little bit about defending him down low. Uh, he's, he's a very good player. Yeah, he ducks in low and uh, strong, and he finishes well around the basket. Um, we just focused tonight uh, basically uh, trying to limit his touches inside and play him strong and physical. So what do you, how do you get ready for this team to turn around and play him on Wednesday after you guys are, you know, you beat him once? I mean, what, do you, what did you see that really could help you guys to beat him again at home? Um, I think we have to do the same thing. We have to come out there, um, try to get a lot of easy buckets in transition, and then um, limit their easy looks. Uh, when you play defense uh, at a high level, normally good things happen for you. And that was our one-on-one real quick with Brandon Haywood. Brendan Haywood's one of my favorite Mavs, Royce. He always oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever I want uh, in the locker room. He's a great man. guy. Missed, uh, he is a good guy. If you guys missed last Thursday's show, he had a quick tip for everyone on fantasy right. football. Fantasy. So we'll have that for you guys before Sunday comes along. When I talk to him on Friday, he'll give you a, his fantasy football tip. He's a huge fantasy football player. Uh, so I was You know what? He's, on the show. he's pretty much on the money, too. So he, I think he is pretty serious about that. I enjoy yeah, his comments. Yeah, definitely, right. definitely. Let me bring in uh, uh, another uh, guest to the show, a contributor to the show. Uh, he is our NFL, he's our NBA and also NFL analyst as well too. Let me bring on Rick real quick and get some of his thoughts about what the Mavs need to do to pull off a win uh, tomorrow night against the Bulls. Rick, how you doing tonight, man? Hey, I'm doing good. good. RF, how's it going? Hey, Royce, how you good. doing, man? Hey, Rick, how you doing, man? I'm good. Still ready to get the Cowboy win, huh? <laughs> oh yeah, you know that's coming. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna put a check mark right there. Oh, yeah, okay, we already right. know that. Right, know that. Right. Now, let me ask you real quick. Let me get some of your let me get some of your NBA NBA uh, analysis real quick. What do you think these Mavs got to do uh, to beat the Bulls tomorrow night? Who, what play on the Bulls do you think they really need to put their efforts on trying to stop? Well, I mean, without question, everybody knows that they're they're going to have to stop Derrick Rose. You know, they're going to have to uh, stop him from uh, penetrating and being able to dish the ball off. But he scores real well around the basket, so they're going to have to uh, lock him down. But pretty much other than him, you know, uh, Luol Deng, they're going to have to watch him. You don't want to let him get going because, you know, he can shoot the ball a little bit. He's very streaky. But he also knows how to uh, finish towards the basket and also get to the free throw line. Mm-hmm. So as long as they can go out and, and kind of contain those two guys, you can pretty much expect uh, Noah to come in and get the rebounds that he's going to get. You know, he's going to get that regardless. But, you know, as long as they can pretty much contain those other two guys, they can they can control the game. Yeah. I you know, there goes like Kobe. You can't stop it. You know, he's going to get his, but you can't let nobody else. It'll beat you. You understand what I'm saying? He can't let you surround and cast. Because Kobe, he's like Kobe. He, he's going to score 23, 30 points. You can't let the other guys. That's where the defense got to really step it up. You can't let the other the guys contribute. The, the good thing about Derrick Rose is, you know, he'll have those days where he's going to get that 23 points, you know, no matter how he's got to get it. You know, whether that's going to the free throw line, if that's out there going, you know, making five shots or if it's making 11 shots, you know, he's going to get his 20, 25 right. points or so. Right. You know, he's going to do that. But he also have days where he will get a little timid, 
you know, and he won't, you know, shoot the ball as much, even though he's got open shots. Those are just nights I guess he feels like he's, he needs to dish it off. So it kind of depends on the mood that, that Derrick Rose is in. If he just go ahead and put his mind to it, I agree with you 100%. He can go in there and just he can get anything he wants. He's quick as a cat. Can't nobody really just, just stop him. Can't nobody stop him like that. It's, it's a matter of what he wants to do. You know what, another interesting thing I wanted to ask you about is the fact that it seems like the Mavs have just stopped scoring. Uh, whenever Dirk is not in the game. I know Karan Butler's been out. He did come back last night. He'll be playing on Friday. But it, who's going to fill that void to be the go-to guy when Dirk is out? Right now, when Dirk is out of the game, uh, through these first 10 games, they've been outscored by 23 points uh, per every 48 minutes, you know, pretty when Dirk is out of the game. So who do you think is going to be that go-to guy for them to look for for that instant offense when Dirk's out of the game? I mean, it's going to have to be a, a collection of offense. It's going to have to be a collection of, of, of players that's going to be able to do it. I mean, the only outside of Dirk, the only instant offense they have is Jason Terry. You know, and you know he has his days where he's going to come out and he's going to give it to you, and then some days the shot is just not falling. He's got to take more shots to get his rhythm going. You know, so it really it, it really would depend. They'll have to do it by committee. Sean Marion can come out and, and give you some – some big points. Deshaun Stevenson, is, he's kind of streaky with the jump shot. He can give you some points. But I think really with Karan Butler coming back in, you know, it kind of threw them off a little bit offensively. They were still able to score some points because they did score a lot of points. But, yeah. you know, they it just kind of threw them off just a little bit. And you can kind of expect that when, a, when a, a player comes off injury and he's been out a while. So, you know, I can't really blame the Mavs for that. The, the Hornets just outplayed them down the stretch. Yeah, I agree with you on that. And they've got a tough schedule coming up. I mean, they got the Bulls oh, Friday yeah. night. They're on the road for the Hawks, the Pistons, the Thunder, the Spurs, the day after Thanksgiving. And they come back that uh, Saturday and play the Heat at home. And then they have the Rockets after that. I mean, so they got a tough stretch coming up. Uh, so That's we, a game we, I'm really, really interested to see, you know, the Mavericks play against the Heat. You know, yeah. I really think that the Mavericks is a is a good team, and for the most part, I think the the teams in the West, you know, are just better teams than the teams in the East. Those that are in the East, I do think, are really really good, but I just don't think it's that many of them. You know what I mean? They're they're good. It's two or three teams, you know, from the East that you just yeah they got a chance to win a championship. You know, right. but I think the West is full of those teams. You know, so I'm, yeah. I'm interested in seeing how the Mavs would go out there and respond to that, that three-headed monster that they have down there. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in seeing which one of those guys is going to be able to get off because the Mavs is a very good defensive team. You know, they they have the ability to play man-to-man and zone. So I'm interested in seeing if it's going to be uh, Wade or LeBron or Chris Boss. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, and going, on the road is, going on the road is a good test for this team, too. And uh, really the only good. way you're going to make it into the championship is win games on the road. So it will be a test to see how good this team really is. Speaking yeah, of a test on the road, just, just imagine how that arena is in Oklahoma City. We saw how right. those fans act right. down there. That's going to be a huge test for them on the road right there in Oklahoma. Uh, oh, yeah. Not, oh, yeah. not going to be easy for the Mavs just on Kevin Durant alone. Yeah, well, that's true, too. You're right about that. Uh, so we look forward to bringing you guys some some, uh, some in-game coverage tomorrow from the AAC uh, when the Mavs take on the Bulls. And, of course, we'll give you guys more games like that, especially on the home games. And even, even when they play on the road, we'll be covering the Mavs a lot more uh, here on the show. And want to thank them for being a part of the show as well, too. 
Uh, now, if you guys are listening to us live, of course, you're more than welcome to call in and voice your opinion. That number again is 323-927-2906. If you want to jump in the chat room, you're more than welcome to. Just go to blogtalkradio.com slash rsports. You guys can jump in the chat room. Uh, Rick, I hope you can stay around for a little bit, man. I got a couple other stories I want to bounce off you and get your opinion oh, on. Yeah. Um, yeah, stick got around, Rick. <laughs> you got to stick around for the picks anyway, so you might as well just hang tight, I got a I got a nice minute for you tonight. Yeah. <laughs> and so we got uh, another story in the news that popped up today, and it's because he kind of he's kind of coming out to the public, and that's uh, Tiger Woods. If you guys don't know, Tiger Woods has a Twitter account now, uh, so we're sending out messages. He's finally finally acknowledging that the internet exists, and he actually went on uh, Mike and Mike this morning on ESPN Radio to talk about some comments, to be able to give some insight on some of the questions that we've always asked. For instance, they asked him how it felt to get back on that tee for the first time in Augusta, um, how he felt about being around other players' wives and families and him not having his family there. Uh, and and the, whole, the whole thing I want to ask you guys about, because I don't want to get too much in his personal life, but do, do you guys think that having this time to go through that period, you know, a lot of people question whether he should come back to golf at all last year, but by coming back and, and going through that season, though it was his worst season, he lost his number one golf ranking, do you think he set himself up to to now to come back with all that kind of behind him without dealing with those questions? He set himself up for a great season. I ask you, Royce, because I know you follow Tiger Woods a lot. You think he's primed and ready to have a good season? Well, yeah, it's time, Rodney. You know, I I, I basically thought he should have took some time off after last Thanksgiving. You know, uh, I also thought he should have came out a lot earlier than he did. But, you know, when he did come back, uh, he was welcome back. Uh, he wasn't the best Tiger we saw, but he did play better than a lot of other players. A couple of tournaments, he was good, but you could tell he was going through a lot. And, you know, the right. fans have seen the forgive. You know, I've seen people do a lot worse and come back. Uh, you know, Michael Bick, the perfect example. You know, mm-hmm. uh, move on. You know, life does go on. you got to forgive and go on. you got to pick yourself up and go on. And I think it's time that he, you know, the fans have accepted him. It's time that he interacts with the fans more because, you know, that's the Tiger we used to. You know, and everybody, nobody's perfect. He makes mistakes. And uh, it's, it's how a man acts after he picks himself up. But I think he's done an excellent job. Yeah. And he he's actually uh, wrote an editorial in uh, this week's Newsweek as well, too. So he's making himself a lot more accessible to the fans, his first tweet on his Twitter account was, what's up, everyone, finally decided to try Twitter. And that kind of shocked the world because Tiger Woods has right. been a guarded individual, especially after what happened. So now he's kind of turned the tables on everything. It was the Internet that kind of had the rumors spreading around so thick and these entertainment sites and kept everything going. So now he's trying to right. turn around and use the Internet in his favor uh, to communicate and be closer with the fans. Uh, Rick, do you think that's right. a positive sign? Do you think he's doing the right thing by trying to make himself more accessible to the fans? It's a power move. I mean, Tiger Woods is a smart smart man, man, and he's got smart people around him. You know, it's without question a power move. Everyone knows, you know, when you have those situations and you, you get yourself into trouble, you know, and it gets publicized like that, if you can come out and apologize, I mean, the, the country just loves that. You know, they'll they'll forgive you and kind of jump on the bandwagon, even if they weren't on your bandwagon at first. Now, it's going to be something that you're going to lose, but it's a power move. 
so he makes himself accessible to to the fans, something that he's never done. He's just going to reach that many more people. It's a power move. It was really good to see Tiger Woods come come back and start doing his thing. It's always hard when somebody's at the top of the mountain and he may get knocked down like right. that. You know, and that was a and you know what? hard fall for him. And you know what? Golf owes him a lot because he did come back and play in the tournament that people thought he shouldn't be in. And, you know, viewership was up. People watched because Tiger was there just to see what he was going to do. So, right. you know, uh, people really basically it was nothing to watch golf for. You know, you understand what I'm saying? Tiger yeah. really brought excitement back to the sport. He really did. So they do owe him a lot, you know, because I tune in to watch. Yeah I, yeah, I tune in to watch, and everybody else tune in to watch, see exactly what he's going to do or if he's going to win. People were pulling for him, you know. We saw the good, the bad, and the ugly Tiger, you know. But you could tell he was struggling, you know, and uh, and that, that's football, you know what I mean? That The best football uh, America stories I ever hear are the comeback kids, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, uh, you know, those are the biggest sports stories I can remember coming coming back from adversity. Yeah, I understand yeah. that. And we wish, of course, we wish uh, Tiger all the best. You know, it's it's, it's nothing like on Sunday. Uh, I mean, I, I'm only watching golf on Sunday, and I'm not playing myself unless Tiger's out there playing. Uh, right. So that's that's what I'm looking for. I'm always looking to see what Tiger's gonna do. I don't care if he's right. uh, you right. know, five times back. As long as he's playing on Sunday, he's got a chance. Right. He's gonna, gonna watch. He's gonna watch. Exactly. Right. That's the Tiger we want to see. So, so congratulations to Tiger finally coming on out and answer some questions and. And see his Twitter account. I'm going to join his Twitter account, and I'll be bringing you guys whatever he says on Twitter. And I'm going to send him a couple of Twitter messages, too, just to, just to get a congratulations from everybody at the show. So uh definitely want to thank you. know what? When the text messages brought him down, why not use it to bring him back up? You know, right. that's what got exactly. him in trouble. So, so why not use it for his advantage? That's it was his Right, right. <laughs> that's <laughs> Right. That was called. <laughs> 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 enemy, keep your enemies close. For <laughs> real. <laughs> you would have you would have to admit though, man, that's gotta be a, a tough situation for that man, you know, if if oh, yeah. that oh, yeah. lifestyle was, was you know, what he was used to, spending time with his family or whatever the situation is and right. you know, now that's not there no more. But, you know, as right. a man you would have to, you know, be able to handle that situation, you know. You're either going to, you know, get it together or go insane, one of the two. You right. know, so right. he seems like, you know, he's handling it, you know, pretty well. So a lot right. of Nobody's perfect. We all make mistakes, so. Right. So, and, okay. if, and if you guys if you guys are listening, if you want to go back and hear the whole interview entirely, just go to ESPN.com. They got a huge story about it. And you can listen to the whole 16-minute uh, interview uh, that Mike and Mike did um, on ESPN Radio with Tiger. It's one of a really good interview. He answered a lot of questions. So if you guys are interested in that, you can go back and listen to that. Another quick story I want to get into with you guys, and I thought this was really interesting and thought-provoking, if, if, if nothing else. Now, we didn't talk about this on Tuesday, but we did have a championship fight uh, in town. That was uh, oh, yeah. Pacquiao. Uh, Pacquiao beat beat, he beat up Margarito. Uh, and, and Margarito's actually got released from the hospital, so he's fine. He had some surgeries. I mean, he beat the guy basically into the hospital. We all saw with the pictures and what he looked like. Uh, but, you know, an interesting thing came out today. Bernard Hopkins came out to make some comments today, and a lot of people are commenting on it, so I'm going to get you guys' thoughts real quick. 
But he basically said to the effect that, man, if you think about it, Manny Pacquiao has never fought an African-American fighter. Uh, he's never beat an African-American fighter, never fought an African-American fighter. The closest thing he's come to is he's fought one uh, African fighter early in his career, but right. he's never fought yeah. a black fighter, period. Right. He's never scheduled one. He's never fought one. So basically Bernard Hopkins says that he feels like, you know, a black fighter from the streets or in the cities will be successful against Pacquiao, and they know that. That's why they've never scheduled him fighting a black fighter. Now, we already know that this has got to stem from Mayweather and Pacquiao not fighting yet. We know uh, a fight that uh, everybody wants to see. So we know that's where the, uh, the basis of this conversation is coming from. But, I mean, do you think that Bernard Hopkins is making a point? Think he's taking it too far? Because, I mean, Pacquiao has never fought a black fighter, ever. He's never fought one at all. You know, I never thought about that, but you, know, mm-hmm. you said that. But who is there out there to fight other than Mayweather? Who, I, I mean, mean who's going to play Mosley? Big Bucks? You got Shane right. Mosley. You got a lot. Of, it's a lot of black fighters out there. He's fought. He's fought every other person, but he's never fought a black fighter ever. Mosley got a lot Right. Yeah. He kind of. He, 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 he is. Yeah. He is. He is. But I'm just making a point. There are other. <laughs> there are other black fighters out there in his division. I mean, many Pacquiao's fought in uh, three different weight classes, so there are black boxers out there. He just never. He never fought one. Yeah, right. I never really yeah. thought about it in that in that particular light. I mean, you know, I I don't know, you know, I never right. really thought about it that way. I mean, but it's you know Bernard Hopkins, you know, it's it could it's two sides to it. It's it's one way for him to get back into the media again, some way somehow, you know, and and it it could be some truth to it on the other side. It could be, you know, I never really thought about it like that. I'm sure some mm-hmm. out there three different weight yeah, classes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure some out there that doesn't really matter. Well, I got to say this. We're promoting him doing a great job because he's still making big bucks. He's really not fighting anybody. And that's really what you want your fighter to do when he gets laid on his career. You don't want nobody that's going to knock him out. You got to keep the bank rolling. You understand what I'm saying? You got to find somebody. If you can draw that many people to Texas Stadium uh, fighting a nobody, a guy that's just been kicked out of boxing, just making a comeback, and get 50,000 people in there, you're doing a great promoting job. So mm-hmm. he's waiting on a big payday. So why would you take, put yourself in a position to lose your titles? And he's won three different titles. Well, to somebody well, you, that could possibly you, knock you out. Well, wait till they wait on the big payday. The big payday. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. When you were, when you were a championship fighter, and you hold a belt or as many belts as Pacquiao has. You put your right. you put your career on the line every fight because everybody's gonna give you their best shot or should be giving you their best shot. Right. But right. but the fact that he's he's not fought not one black fight. Now the guy he did fight he fought Joshua Cloudy and Cloudy's from Ghana. Uh, but even they asked Hopkins about that and Hopkins basically said yeah Cloudy is black right. but he's not a black right. boxer from the states with that you know that slick style that hood style. He's never fought a guy like that, uh, so I mean, it, it, there there got to be boxers out there that he, you know, over his career. And let me give you some of his how long he's been fighting. He's fought, he's had fifty two wins, three losses, uh, two uh, two split decisions, thirty eight KOs. So that's roughly what fifty seven fights. 
And out of yeah. 57 fights, you tell me there are no black boxers to fight in three weight classes? That's why his record is like it is. He don't want to fight. No, he don't want to lose his title. <laughs> That's why his record is like it is, Rodney. You I'm know, talking about and I, I, understand what, I understand what you're saying, but mm-hmm. they were really—I think they were really banking on the big Mayweather fight. That was a—that—that's a retirement fight. If he had fought that fight with Mayweather, he could retire. Mm-hmm. You understand what well, I'm saying? Yeah, that, he could have gave up boxing. That brings up, that brings up the other question: Why come they haven't fought now? It's being made out to the scene, and we have to assume that maybe. It's not just Pacquiao dodging this fight. Maybe Mayweather's for dodging this fight, too. Yeah, I, and especially I, I after we saw so. what he did to uh, Margarito uh, last uh, last Saturday, maybe, you know, there may be some reason why Mayweather ain't fought him. And this is what his this is what Pacquiao's advisor said. This is Michael Kahn's his advisor. He says, the selection of opponents for Manny has nothing to do with race, creed, or color. It's all about business. It's, and, and they can right, cry all right. they want. It's right, all about right. economics now with Manny's career. So you're right, Royce. It's all about the the payday, you know. Right. But the biggest payday for him and for whoever in boxing is Pacquiao Mayweather. So how come they haven't fought? I, I don't know. I can't understand that. I don't. I don't know why. I don't know who the boy knew. But any time you can get two fights in the largest stadium in the world, you're doing a good job. And he's mm-hmm. had two fights. I think it's fair to say that Mayweather ain't running from him, though. I don't think I don't think Lemay is running from anybody I, I, out there. I don't know. Well, why why hadn't they fought? That's what I don't know. Why hadn't I don't they know. Fought? I they thought they had a situation with some old. I thought they had a situation with some weight class. Or, I mean, you know, well, the, something. Right. What, what was it that happened when they when they didn't fight? They were supposed to fight six stadiums once before. Right, the last time they were supposed to fight, that was what Jerry Jones right. was trying to put together. Right. Both right. Were, they both took it to right. the state. And, right. and the problem was because last Pacquiao minute. would not agree. He would not agree to Olympic-style drug testing, which they test you right. on a daily basis. He didn't want to agree to that. And so when he didn't agree to that, Mayweather's camp pulled out. Because you got to understand, Mayweather has never lost. He's never lost a fight. So him but losing this fight would be bigger than Pacquiao losing right. a fight against Mayweather. I mean, he's got a lot right. more to lose than Pacquiao does. Right. He's never right. lost a right. fight. You right. know, so when he wouldn't agree to this Olympic-style drug testing, uh, then that's when both camps decided, well, hey, well, Mayweather decided, well, hey, if you ain't going to agree to this drug testing, uh, the way that the Olympics do it, then I'm not going to fight you, you know, point blank, period. You know, well, we know what, right? And we know what? Question. No one knows. Right. Well, let me tell y'all something. Y'all got to look at the, really the history of boxing. Boxing is really a game. You know, they toy around. These guys know in advance. They they, they are going to fight. You know that, don't you? But the bigger the hype, the longer they put out, the bigger the payday. This, if they do fight, would probably be the largest paid fight ever fought. So why not why not build up the hype? You know, and that's the history of boxing. If you go all the way back to Ali, Frazier, and all back to Zaire and Africa, and what Don King did to boxing, you got to know it's it's it's, it's kind of like wrestling. It's a game. It's a game. Why did you think it's set up, man? A big what? <laughs> Are you counting the figures? Are you counting the figures? Set up? <laughs> well, you know, uh, you got to look at it that way. That's boxing. You look at the history of boxing. Everything's always been set up in boxing. It hadn't changed. It hadn't changed I at all. Thought, I, just thought it was, I just thought it was so interesting, the fact that, 
You know, he's fought 57 fights. He's one of the biggest fighters in the world. Money. And he's never, he's never fought a black fighter. I just thought that was interesting. It's money. Yeah, that's that's hey, new to me. You know, I, I guess that's the right. problem with it. That's new to me. I never thought about that at all. That you never really crossed my mind. Boxing has always had scandals. There's been fixed fights. Boxing, that's just boxing. I'm trying to tell y'all. I really hate to say it, but you got to call it what it is. You saw some of the things Don King pulled. It was boxers that weren't even getting paid. You know, he took, I mean, just boxing. You know, no, it's not, regulated. It's not regulated like any other sport. Now, if you had two teams in the Super Bowl and you had a commissioner, they'd have to play, they'd have to play wouldn't it? Same yeah. way with college yeah. bowls. They don't have the same thing in boxing. It's not regulated like most other sports. That's a little history Let's, for y'all. Let me okay. bring on a quick. Let me bring another caller quick. Real quick, I think they're calling to come in on this whole Manny Pacquiao deal. Let me bring them on. Okay. Uh, caller uh, six zero three seven. You're live on the R Sports Radio Show. Are you there? Hey, what's going on with it, everybody? It's the R Sports Show. How is everybody doing tonight? Hey, everybody doing just fine, man. How are you? Yeah, how's it oh, going, bro? Oh man, uh, just just happy to be able to make it on the show tonight. Appreciate y'all boys having me on. <laughs> okay, so so I see that I see chosen and not back up from the challenge to do picks tonight. I see that's what happened. No, 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 not at all. See, y'all have to understand, okay. chosen has a lot of children, and you know there's a lot of basketball <laughs> games and practices. You know, three three girls and four boys plus wow. the birthday job. So chosen, chosen, <laughs> Congratulations, man! You got that. Been there, done that. Been there, done that. That's a nice no. I had I had four boys. The wife had three daughters, so we the brave bunch plus one. Yeah, oh, congratulations. Now let me ask you real quick, because I know you're you're a student of the sweet science, and I'm talking about boxing. Um, and we we what we're discussing right now is the fact that Bernard Hopkins made some comments about Pacquiao today and brought a lot of stuff to light that we never thought about. And Pacquiao's fought 57 fights total in his career, but he's never fought a black fighter. Uh, he's fought one black fighter from Ghana, but Hopkins' point was he's never fought an African American, someone from the inner city, someone's got that 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 hood slick style. I mean, do you think that's by design, or you think you just there's just no black fighters in the fight? I, you know, I'll say this real quick. Let me throw this out there. First of all, you know, to me, boxing, you know, what I'm saying it's not as interesting as it used to be due to the lack of of true heavyweights in the game. I think that's that's definitely what built it up. But as far as Pacquiao goes, you know, I. I you know, look, if you don't want to submit to, you know, a certain type of testing, you know, in order to, to, to make the fight, what other reason could it be than to just hype the whole fight up? So I'm in agreement with, with Royce on this one. I just feel like, you know, make the payday as big as you can. They're tired of, of UFC and ultimate fighting and all these other uh, pay-per-view events setting out, but the main sport of boxing hasn't been doing so well. So why not build up the fight? Why not build up the hype? You know, I think Mayweather would definitely kill him, but, you know, <laughs> until the you fight think, happens, you, you never think, know. But you think, there's, you think there's any plausible reason, a logical reason, why he hasn't fought a black fighter up until this point in his career? Well, I can't say. I, I You know, I, I never would have, you know, really focused my attention on it. 
you know what I'm saying, had had it not been brought up on the show. But, you know, I mean, come on, man. Who really watches boxing now? That's just my take. Mm. <laughs> You're kind of mine, too. That's probably why I ain't, I ain't really tripped off of it. <laughs> but like I said, right. he's the only one getting paid, and he's the only one that's filled up the largest stadium in the world twice. Mm-hmm. That's so, true. Well, I mean, I, I, I don't think that was all him. I, I don't think that was all him. I, I think that Jerry Jones, you know, and his team and his crew and his place assisted in into filling these seats. Um, you know, an event of this magnitude, you know, just hasn't been uh, something that has been brought to this area. Sort of like when they finally built the Texas Motor Speedway out here, you know, you start amassing all these great crowds that didn't really exist. So I think Jerry Jones is just trying to bring, you know, boxing to this market. And, I mean, it is a huge market out here. you got almost 6 million people. So a uh, Cowboy Stadium is brand new. You want to make sure that people start getting a return on their investment as soon as possible so you bring in the biggest possible name that you can. And he right, fights right. a nobody twice and destroys them. And, you know, I, I, I would say this. If the fight were to happen tonight, I don't think they would bring it here to the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. But you bring any name in boxing to Cowboy Stadium and you're going to fill it up. Yeah. A lot of people said that the reason why the fight hasn't happened because it's not going to happen in Vegas. So people have made that point too. Right, right. But look at this. Jerry has always... Who, who who was most led to the fight? Mostly Hispanic. Jerry has always reached out to the Hispanic community. What's the largest community in Texas? Hispanic. Who was the right. first team to play in Mexico? Who was the first team to play in Mexico? The Cowboys. He has a large Hispanic following, you know, he with the Cowboys. And why not bring that kind of boxing to this area? I mean, you know, right. he did. Yeah, look at that, too. That's true. That's true. Right. So we, well, I think I think everyone is just really trying to get, you know, you know, and then the 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 other way to look at it, maybe Bernard wasn't calling out Pacquiao, maybe he was calling out Mayweather. Like, hey man, you need to step up and fight for us. You know, he ain't fought nobody from the hood. You need to be that guy that he fight from the hood. You the one that got the best chances to do it. To you the one that should be trying to fight this guy. So maybe he was in in indirectly calling out Mayweather, not Pacquiao. Saying, hey, man, you need to do this for us. He's had one fight. Yeah, that so. Every six months. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So maybe he's calling him out on the cool. So we'll, we'll, we'll keep you guys updated on that story. Um, of course, if you, if you download the show, you know how to stay in contact with us, rsportsradio.blogspot.com. We're going to get ready to get into our world-famous picks. We got a brand-new pick of the day, y'all. So so let's let let's just go ahead and beat him in let's just beat him in the ground this week. So he won't be won't be talking about picking no more on the show. We'll just beat him in the ground and bring another person in <laughs> next week. So without further ado, let's get to our world famous picks real fast. If you guys want to comment on any of the announcements from the NFL games, your mother welcome to call in, three two three nine two seven two nine oh six. So let's get this thing started. Since you're new uh to the picks shows, this is how we do it. We basically go down the list, we go game for game, um, and we just make straight-up picks. We don't pick against any kind of spread. It just heads up, you know, winner, winner, basically how that goes. And the person that wins from the week before gets the pick first. Uh, so he can make okay. his mark and kind of stand out how he wants to stand out. So for the, for a second week in a row, maybe third week in a row, uh, maybe Rick four. Get the pick. 
I think third. <laughs> I think we're going to stop at third. <laughs> Rick gets the pick first uh, on these games. Now, one game we cannot pick, and that's the Chicago-Miami game uh, because that game is actually going on right now as we're live on the air. And that score right now is 16-0 Bears. You know, Bears are beating them up pretty bad right now. Of course, they got the third-team quarterback in. They got Tyler Digpen in there. So we give everybody a W uh, for that game. That's how we usually play that, especially if you have a game on live. So everybody gets their first W. Right on. So with our next game, let's pick real quick. And, Rick, of course, you get to pick first. We got the Buffalo Bills with their one win of the season, the win that we all picked them to win, going up against the Cincinnati Bengals, coming off a loss. And this game was in Cincinnati at Powell Brown Stadium. Rick, who are you picking this game? Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and get this one to the Bengals. You know, I think the Bills got they 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 one win in, and that's probably gonna last them for a while. Bengals lost. I know the Bengals are are really trying to get them a win in, especially with the way they looking up there. So yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with the Bengals at home. You're taking the Bengals at home. Okay, that's not bad. Not bad. Now, Royce, who are you picking this game? The Bengals are coming off a loss in Annapolis, 23 to 17. Buffalo's coming off their first win against Detroit. We had their backup quarterback in. Are you going to stick with the Bills or are you going to go with the Bengals? You know what? I don't know what in the world is going on in Cincinnati, why they can't win ball games. I know it's not on Carson Palmer. Every time I pick them, they lost. I'm going with Buffalo. Oh, okay. You like the Bills, huh? That's it. I don't like Cincinnati. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> You know what? Uh, the Bills have been playing some tough games this season. They had two right. overtime games that they didn't win. They've taken a lot of guys to the limit. They put up a whole lot of points. Royce is right. Cincinnati doesn't look like a good team. I don't know what Carson Palmer's doing down there. If they sit Palmer, they're going to put in his brother, the other Palmer. So right. I don't know what's yeah. going to happen with this team. But I believe in one player on that team, and that's T.O. T.O. is doing numbers from a fantasy team right now. So I'm going to pick the Bengals on this game. I'm going to take them at home. Chosen, who are you picking out of Buffalo and Cincinnati? Uh, I, I got to go with the Bengals at home. Uh, it, it just makes sense that way. You know, you, you, you're talking about a battle of the scrubs here, and I just think why not go for the home team? Yeah, there you go. That's a good way to look at it. So, Roy, this, uh, this is your first limb game, and your limb game means that you're out there on a limb by yourself. It's your separation. I understand game. that. Another game we're going to talk about real quick, and that's another morning game or first um, afternoon game, 12 o'clock game. That's the Redskins going on the road to play the Tennessee Titans. Redskins, we know how they got embarrassed on Monday nights, a short week. McNabb, we talked about that Tuesday, him getting that big deal. Uh, so he's got something to prove, I think, this week. Now, Tennessee is an interesting case for me because they lost the game. I thought we all, we all thought they were going to win and um, against Miami. Uh, Randy Moss was not a factor in this game. He didn't even open up the running lanes for, for Chris Johnson like he thought he would. But they could bounce back at home. It's be Randy Moss's uh, home game uh, this week as well, too. So, Rick, you taking Moss and the Titans, or you taking the Redskins on the road? Well, we all know how this one goes, too. Um, I'm definitely going with Tennessee. 
you know, I don't want the Redskins to win nothing. But to be to be truthful, I really don't think that they would, would win this game. You know, I mean, uh, Moss did get on the team, you know, came out first game, wasn't as good as they thought. They done had a week of practice, you know, hopefully – He's picked up some plays, or you know, they may be able to get him involved in the game a little bit. So, and they're playing at home, so I would have to go ahead and give it to Tennessee. Hmm. I'm gonna ride with Tennessee on this game too, simply because I think, like you said, they had some more practice time in. I think Randy Moss will be a factor. The way that the way that Vic passed on them on Monday night, I think Moss could catch a couple of passes. I don't know what D'Angelo Hall's status is gonna be. He was kind of banged up in that Monday night game. It is a short week for Washington. I know I know I know I know they, they do need to win right now, but I'm going with Tennessee. Uh who you picking in this game, Chosen? I gotta go with Tennessee. You know, I, I just I just think Washington is not that good of a team and uh they're in a division against the Cowboys. So even if I thought they would win I would still pull for the other squad. <laughs> well, right well, said. well said, well said. <laughs> Royce, who are you picking up. this game? I know I know Shanahan is your guy, so who are you picking this game? Tennessee, too much offense. Mm. I'm going with Tennessee. Tennessee. Too much offense. Wow. Now, now what's going to be funny is uh, they actually bench McNabb this game, so we were looking out for that after giving them a big deal. You never know. They might just bench him. Like they, they've done it before this season already. Uh, then you got yeah, the yeah, Arizona Cardinals. Well, we'll see. You never know. You got the Arizona Cardinals going out on the road to play the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City, they need a win right now. They they they're tough at home, as you know. They got blew out by Denver last week, forty nine to twenty nine. Arizona, they lost last week too to Seattle, thirty six to eighteen. So I mean, both of these teams need to kind of bounce back. I mean, Rick, who are you giving a nod to? Are you giving the home team or Arizona on the road? Home team, Chiefs. Uh, home team got to get that one. You know, first of all, I think if you lose to 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 Seattle, you probably don't need to be uh, playing right now, especially the way Seattle's been playing, getting blew out by everybody. You know, so I'm giving it to the Chiefs. Charles, I'll let you pick next on this game. Who are you taking, the Chiefs at home, or are you going to take the Cardinals on the road? Uh, the Cardinals really don't have uh, what I thought they would have this year. And the Chiefs, you know what I'm saying, I went against them a couple of times and I paid the Piper. So I got to roll with the Chiefs on this. Mm. I'm going with the Chiefs also, too, only because I've been picking them all season and they, they, they are at their best at home. So I'm going to roll with the Chiefs. Royce, who you picking? Now, let's see. Arrowhead Stadium, Nida Stadium. Uh, Cardinals are a dome team. Come try to be cold in Kansas. Got to go with Kansas City.
So, Rick, who are you picking? You like Red Favre and Brad Childers and the soap opera of the Vikings at home, or are you going to go with Green Bay? Uh, no, I'm not going to be going with, uh, with, with, with the Vikings this week. You know, I'm going to go ahead and take Green Bay. I think Clay Matthews is going to get in there on him again. You know, uh, hey, I, I think Green Bay is going to pull this one out in Minnesota. Mm. Royce, so you picking this game. You like Green Bay or Minnesota? Let's see. Aaron Rodgers will throw for 300 yards. Brett Favre go out in the second quarter. Brian Jackson is too cold to play. I got to go with Green Bay. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I like you. I like your methodology there. Right. For real. Yeah, talk to <laughs> talk this stuff into your pit. Right. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just adding it up. I'm right. trying something different this week. I'm tired of being last. <laughs> Rick, who are you picking this game, man? Oh, the I mean, Green Bay. Uh, Chosen, who are you picking this game? I'm sorry. Oh, I got to go with Green Bay. I got to go with Green Bay. I mean, no question about it, man. I mean, Minnesota is, is just not there at this point in time in the season. And, you know, I definitely wouldn't bet any money on them. Mm. Okay. Well, I guess I'm going to have to go ahead and get some separation between y'all. I can't keep riding with y'all every pick. I ain't going to keep picking what Rick picking, so I'm picking the Vikings at home. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm picking the Vikings. I'm picking the Vikings at home. I'm telling y'all, you know, Brett Favre ain't going to win every game, and he'll win more than he lose. Right now, he's he ain't gonna doing play. that, but, but I'm, I'm going to give him a nod against the game, right? He's I'm one hit away I'm... from going out, man. He's one hit well, away. Who is, one good hit he's out. isn't one hit away from uh, going out? Every, well, he every can quarterback. take a tap. He can tap him. He's almost out. His percentage is high. the warrior. He's a warrior out there, so. I'm gonna go with uh, the Vikings. I'm gonna go with the Vikings in this game. Now, I thought uh, I thought our Houston caller was gonna call in today about this one, but we'll pick with Adam. No big deal. You got the Houston Texans on the road uh, going against the New York Jets. We all like the Jets. We think the Jets are a great team. It did have to go to overtime to win that game last week, but that touchdown to San Antonio Holmes showed a lot from Sanchez. So he's matured and grown up and ready to take this team out to where it needs to go. Uh, as far as the Texans, we know what their problem is. It's that secondary. They gave up a, a Hail Mary play to lose a game last week against uh, against the Jacksonville Jaguars. So they were in that game until they Hail Mary. But, you know, their secondary has always been their Achilles heel. So, Rick, who are you picking this game? Like the Texans on the road, you're going to stay with the Jets? Yeah, I'm, I'm staying with the Jets on this one. Mm. Flat out. Royce, are you picking this game? Houston's too banged up. Too many key players banged up. I had to go with the Jets to bounce back this week. I said twenty. they're going to score 24 points. Mm. I'm going to go with the Jets as well, too. Chosen, who are you picking? Oh, no contest. No running the Jets all day long. I mean, Houston was just not ready. Right. So we're unanimous on this. Unanimous on this uh, Jets and Houston game. That'll be the one game that we all lose too. Right, right. Yeah, a couple of them, huh? Right, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> then we got the uh, Oakland Raiders and their offensive explosion from out of nowhere. We know that McFadden's having some career days. Uh, I mean, he's he's rushing like a madman. Even Jason Campbell's throwing the ball well. They're putting up a lot of points, but they got their biggest test against a good defense this week. They play Pittsburgh 
in Pittsburgh. And you know Pittsburgh is coming off a loss against New England, a game on Sunday night football. They the defense really got embarrassed and looked bad. So you know they're gonna be out for blood come uh when they play Oakland on Sunday. So Rick, you giving the Raiders a chance to beat Pittsburgh? No, not at all. I'm not giving them a chance. I mean I I've always thought Oakland was one of the worst teams in the league. And, you know, they have been, you know, doing some things. I'm still not quite sold on them just yet, but, you know, that could change pretty soon. Who knows? You know, but going up against Pittsburgh, mm -mm, I don't think they're going to be able to pull this one out, not with Pittsburgh and that loss last week. Yeah. Uh, Chosen, who you picking this game? Oh, Pittsburgh all day long, man. Uh, Another no-brainer. Oakland Oakland just doesn't have a team in my book this year. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take the Steelers also, too, because I got their defense in my fantasy football uh, league, and they owe me because they put up negative points last week, so they owe me big time. So I'm going to have to ride with them. Russ, who are you picking this game? Pittsburgh was in bad last week. I don't see it two weeks in a row. I got to go Pittsburgh. Okay, so we all unanimous on that pick as well, too. Pittsburgh at home is a good pick. Now we got the Baltimore Ravens going on the road against the Carolina Panthers. We all know how bad Carolina is right now. I don't know who's playing quarterback for them this week. Uh, we don't, we know the defense is really suspect right now. You know, the Ravens, the Ravens are looking like a great team right now. They're actually coming off of a um, off of a, um, a win last week, actually. They beat, uh, let's see here. I just had them up on my screen here. They're coming off a win from last week. And they're going um they're going on the road to play Carolina in Carolina. So Rick, who are you picking this game? Man, I I would be really, really surprised if anybody on the round table disagreed. So pretty much on the count of three we should all just say Ravens. Mm-hmm. You know, so <laughs> mark me down with them without question. <laughs> the Ravens, I'm sorry, coming off a loss. They lost Thursday night against Atlanta twenty six to twenty one, so they'd be looking for a win. I'm picking the Ravens as well. Is everybody else picking the Ravens? Ravens tomorrow. Yeah, so we are picking Ravens on that one. That was an easy game to pick. And then we got the Cleveland Browns, and I now be careful about this game. The Browns are not the old Browns. You got Colt McCoy back there. You got Peyton Hillis back there running like a madman. The best white running back I've seen, other than Mike Allstott. But he's back there running like crazy. And and they're going against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville has been a really lucky team. They've turned their season around ever since they beat the Cowboys. And they got lucky last week in that Hail Mary pass from Garrard. But that does give you a lot of confidence. And they're going home for this game at Everbank Field. Uh, so, Ricky, picking the Browns or you picking the, the Jaguars? Man, I, I, I can't believe this. But for the first time, I'm going to pick the Browns. Wow. Ooh-wee, man. Mm-mm-mm. I am it's picking the, the Browns. It's, it's just something about that Jacksonville team that just don't have me sold. You know, and the the, the Browns have beat some, some good teams. You know, yeah. so, yeah. you know, I got to give them some credit. I'm, I'm, I'm giving the Browns. I'm going with the Browns this week. And the teams the Browns haven't beat, they played them close like they did the Jets. Took the Jets to overtime. They beat the Saints. Uh, they took uh, New England deep in there. They took um, uh, uh, Pittsburgh deep in there as well, too. So, Chosen, who you picking? I'm going to let you pick this game second. 
Oh, well, you know what? I got to say, I'm in agreement, man. I, I got to go with the Browns. Jacksonville, you know, nothing really to uh, hoorah about this year. Um, you know, I think they'll play their best game, but I think the Browns definitely have the momentum edge this season. Mm. Royce, who you picking? I got to pick on the record. And since Jacksonville did beat Dallas, I got to pick Jacksonville. Mm. You know, with the Jags on this game. I got a pick on the record. The Browns are a good was, pick. Don't get me wrong. I think I think I think you can't go wrong picking the Browns, but I'm picking the Jags. I think I like I like Jacksonville at home against the Browns. So we, we split on Jags. this. Yeah, we split down the middle on this one. And they did beat Dallas. Dallas. See, that they was very unnecessary, Roy. <laughs> 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 they beat they that beat was the Colts too. They I, the Colts yeah, too. I could. They beat Houston last week. You see mm-hmm. me too, what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> he can be Dallas. Now then we got the uh, we, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're going up against the San Francisco Giants. San Francisco's coming off a uh, win last week in overtime against St. Louis, and the Tampa Bay Bucks are coming off a win last week against uh, Carolina. Legarrette Blunt is running like a madman right now. Tampa Bay looks good, and far as San Francisco, their new quarterback Troy Smith, their other, the other Heisman uh, Trophy winner in the Heisman game last week, he's he's looking really good. He's got a new attitude on the offense of the team. They're moving the ball, they're scoring points, defense coming together. Cause, so this could be a hard game to pick. Uh, Rick, who are you gonna give the nod to the Bucks, or you can give Forty Niners at home? I agree, man. This is this is a pretty you know tough game to to pick because the Forty ers have been playing playing a whole lot better, and it's actually good to see Crabtree on ESPN every now and then now. So right. you know, right. I, I give the Forty ers a lot of credit, but I, I think the Bucks is a better team. I, I think they are a better team. I don't think either team is just really all off the meter like that, but I think the Bucks is a better team. I'm going with the Bucks. And just to think, just to just to show you how crazy NFL is, everybody's picking the Forty Nines as being a, a, a contention team this year, and they start off terrible. And everybody, nobody thought the Bucks were going to do anything. They were one of the they had the best record in the league at one point. Uh, this I mean, yeah. the NFC this at one point this season. So that just shows you what kind of parity they have in the NFL right now. Uh, Royce, so you going to pick this game? You like the Bucks? You like the Forty Nineers? You know, everybody thought Dallas was going to be a premier team. But anyway, uh, it's a hard game. That's why I want to get my shots in. But, you know, this is a this is a hard game to pick. But I'm going to have to go with Rick because he's been winning. I need a good luck. So that's the only reason why I'm picking, uh, uh, picking this team. But I'm going to go along with Rick. Good 
pick. That's, that's a good pick. pick. That's a good pick. It, it, I mean, for real, it's, it's, this is a, a hard pick to pick for real this week. Now this is this is gonna be your out of the limb game because I'm going with the Bucks. I just think the Bucks are a little bit of a better team. And you know what? I know how hard the Forty Nineers play at home. They're gonna have that home crowd there. But I just like the Bucks. I think the Bucks are, you know, even Josh Freeman I think is a better quarterback than Troy Smith right now. Athletically, Troy Smith can give you a lot of options, but Josh Freeman's had that one year under his belt. He's easy had some late game wins. I just think he's gonna be a better quarterback and. And of course, I I like what Raheem Morris is doing with that team too. Uh, so I, I'm gonna have to give a nod to the Bucks. Man, I've been riding with the Bucks for a while, so I'm gonna go with the Bucks on that one. So there goes your separation game right there. Uh, you got the Seattle Seahawks on the road going against the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Saints are coming off a bye week. Seattle's coming off another win. They put up uh, 38, 36 points against Arizona. I mean, and y'all know how the Seattle Seattle team is. They up and down, up and down, up and down. Some, you know, they got their college atmosphere going on with Pete Carroll over there. Sometimes we know they're not gonna win. Sometimes we think they're gonna win, and and they they win over. However, it goes with Seattle, they up and down. So, Rick, how you gonna pick this game? Are you gonna take the Seahawks or the the Saints at home off a of bye week? Man, a, a a couple things here. One. The Seahawks quarterback is going to uh, be out there playing with a broken wrist. Mm. You know, he's still going to try to play this week. And Reggie Bush is supposed to be back for the Saints. Right. I'm going with the Saints. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a good pick. And we talked about how Reggie Bush, as he goes, the offense goes. So, Royal C picking this game. This is when uh, New Orleans start on a championship repeat. Run, so I I, I got to go with New Orleans. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Saints this, this game. It's probably gonna be a unison game right here. So yeah, count yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking the Saints. I'm taking the Saints too. Sorry, it's, real, it's, the Saints. it's the blowout game of the week. Yeah, I'm taking the Saints in this game. Now, before we pick these next couple of games, I think these are gonna be the hardest games to pick. Let's go ahead and pick the Monday night game real quick before we pick. Uh, the last two Sunday games, the last three Sunday games, and that's Denver at San Diego. Um, now, this is, this game here is going to be in San Diego. Phillip Rivers, you guys know, is throwing lights out right now. Denver's coming off a huge blowout uh, last week. They put up 49 points last week on Kansas City. And Kansas City is a good defense, but they jumped out early on, and they jumped out often too. And we all know this game here, I think the over-under on passing yards may be 800. Because uh, you know they're going to throw the ball like crazy in this game. So I'm interested to see, Rick, who you picking and why you going to pick them. Well, I mean, I, I'm going for a couple of reasons. I'm going to go with, with San Diego this week. You know, one, they're going to be playing at home. And then number two, it, it's probably time that they, they defense step up a little bit and actually stop somebody. You know, I kind of got a feeling they'll be able to do that. They do for some more uh, good wins. You know, and Denver is a team that they play hard against every time in their division. So I think San Diego is going to pull this one out. Mm, Chosen, who are you picking this game? Uh, you know, I I, I got to be honest with you. Denver has just been one of those teams this year that I hadn't really just followed too tough, too tough. Um, so I'm going to flip a coin, you know what I'm saying? And and wherever the cards lies, where we're going, heads, San Diego it is. <laughs> okay, 
Okay, we got the first <laughs> corn flip. Okay. The first corn flip. You know what I'm saying? Download that from RM Sports Radio. <laughs> <laughs> the corn flip game. That's what I like. I like that. I like that. Uh, I think I'm going to have to go with Denver, man. I'm going to put this as a separation game for me. I, I just find it impressive what they did, putting up 49 points against Kansas City. Even Peyton Manning wasn't able to do that when he played them. So I'm going to go with Denver because I think, I think they'll they'll actually win this game on the road. Royce, who are you picking? No, right now I'm an expert on the Denver Broncos. You know that, don't you? I but know that. I, I'm also a fan of history. Denver has never, I think, one out of five times beat San Diego in San Diego this late in the season. It doesn't happen. I got to go with San Diego. Mm, so I'm on my limb on this game. And on the limb he goes. Hey, well, we all got to have one. We all got to have one. I'm a Denver Broncos expert. It can't be the <laughs> We all got to have one. San Diego has been 8-0 the last half. Yeah, we'll, see. we'll see what happens. I'm going with them. I think some said with them are going to win this game. I'm going to go with my gut on this one. Now, the hardest game to pick this week, okay, and this game here is going to be a separation game for everybody, I feel like, unless we're unanimous in this game. And that's going to be the Colts on the road and um, playing uh, the Patriots. On the road now. Let's look at the history of this game. The Colts have a winning record against the uh, Patriots. They also have a winning record in Foxborough as well too. They won five out the last six times. So uh, let's keep that in mind here too. We know Peyton Manning. Now the thing about Manning I find it interesting too is he doesn't have those same receivers. He doesn't have Clark. He's got Tammy right now. He's got other guys in there, and they have been the reason why the offense has kind of been. They've been winning games, but Peyton hasn't been putting up those big numbers because he doesn't have those wide receivers and receivers he had last year. So let's take that into consideration. Let's take into consideration the fact that the way New England's playing right now, the way they game plan against Pittsburgh, and we know they want to have some redemption against this coach team. They always play each other tough. So I'm really interested to see, Rick, who you're going to pick this game. You're going to pick the, the Colts or you're going to pick the Patriots at home? Man, this is a this is the hardest one to pick yet. You got to give New England credit with what they've been doing, and and the Colts, you know, they've been out there winning some games, you know, with with uh, substitution players. You know, they've been doing their thing still, you know. But I think the Colts have lost more games than what they are used to. So I think they're gonna be able to go in Foxborough and beat up on the Patriots. I'm going with the Colts. You go over the Colts this game. Okay. Royce, I'm going to let you have the pick next. Who are you picking? It's another hard pick. But these are two entirely different teams than they were last year. But I I, got to get an edge to Belichick. He's going to come up with some kind of game plan to stop Colts. Even though I got to get an edge to New England. I'm going to New England. Mm even though the Colts got a winning record against the Patriots. That was last year. I mean, this is all time. I mean, I mean, this is this is for this this rivalry ever since, yeah, you know, yeah. Brady and Manning have been going back and forth. You trying to make me change my pick or something? Yeah, I'm going to I'm, I'm giving you some insight. That's all I'm doing, give you a little insight. Well, that, that, that insight is good. 
Yes, that it is. Peyton Manning don't have don't have it the same weapons as he used to. I mean, mm. and, and neither does New England. But I, like I said, Belichick is gonna come up with some kind of defensive scheme to to, to counteract whatever they throw at him. That's why I'm going with Coach. Okay, now uh, who you picking on this guy, Chosen? Oh, I got to roll with uh, the Manning killer, you know what I'm saying? That's Bill Belichick, you know. Or you can give the the, the, the the crown or the title to Tom Brady. I just don't think that when when Peyton Manning steps into the game against this team, against this system, that he's as confident as he normally is. You know, they may have the, the winning record at home, but, you know, against the big games that count where you go on to play for the bowl, I mean, clearly, hands down, the pass got their heads. So you going? So you say you going with the the Patriots on this one? All day long. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what, Royce, I'm I'm about to go against you and Chose. I'm about to stick with my buddy Rick over there. I'm going with the Colts. I just think that they're gonna find a way to win this game. And, and as we all know, Peyton Manning has wears more than one hat. He's not only a quarterback, but he's a defensive uh, uh, offensive coordinator at the same time. He reads defenses. He knows exactly what kind of coverages they're going to be in. And there's got to be a reason why he's got a winning record against Belichick because he knows what Belichick is going to do. He knows what the secondary is going to do. Tom Brady. Tom Brady Tom Brady knows I'm not saying he doesn't, but I'm just saying Peyton Peyton does a better job than any other quarterback in the league oh, at reading man. defenses and picking them apart. I mean, it's it's fact. It's fact. We all and a, know and a lot of a lot of them players that that we know now, you know, right. that plays with Peyton Manning. A lot of them, you know, are just like are just like these. They knocked out right, but they was a lot of them was no names too. That's same way with New England. Same way with New England. Randy Moss is gone. Oh, yeah, that's true. Well, I wasn't talking about New England, no. <laughs> but that's true. <laughs> you got me. So basically, basically, we're talking about two equal teams, and it's really just who you think is going to win. It's a toss-up. It's one of those games. Well, I'm, going I'm going with the coach. So that's another game that we split down the middle on right there. So if it's half is going for the coach, half is going for the pace. That would be a good game for us to stay, stay in uh, contact with and keep track of. This Sunday. Now, before we pick the Cowboy game, let's get to another divisional game. This game has some big implications for the Cowboys' chances of even getting close uh, to a playoff game. And that's uh, the Mike Vick show with the Philadelphia Eagles. And they're at home against the uh, New York Giants. And you know Vick's going to come on to a big reception. This game is on Sunday night football. It'll be all about Vick and what he did against the uh, Washington Redskins. He showed up big there. He can. He's got a, a great chance to show up big here. He's going against a Giants team that lost to the Cowboys last week, who needs a big win. And this game is going to determine who is actually the king of the NFC East for right now. So I'm really interested to see what you guys can pick on that. Before we get our picks, let's listen to some of Vic's comments after the game uh, last week about the success he's having and being humble. You know, I, I do feel like I'm ready for it all. Um, you know, I feel like. Um, you know, I, I just have to take, you know, take this uh, whole quarterback situation by the reins and, and uh, you know, take it all in stride, but at the same time, you know, stay humble throughout the process. That's big talking about being humble, about 
embracing some of the success he has. We all talked about last Tuesday how much of a better quarterback he's become. I mean, Rick, are you giving him the nod against the Giants uh, at home? Man, I, I think both of these teams out here are getting ready to see something that they haven't seen. You know, I do think that, that Michael Vick is getting ready to see a, a a front four, you know, that can really, really get to the quarterback. And I don't think he's seen it the way he's going to see it Sunday. You know, but at the same time, I don't think the Giants are going to see another quarterback, not not the way Michael Vick is playing right now. you got to give him credit for what he is doing right now. And I don't think the Giants is going to see that again until they play them again. So with what Michael Vick did out there on Monday night, on Sunday night, Monday night, whatever, Sunday night, whenever they play. Monday night. Um, until, somebody, until somebody beat him, I'm going to have to go with him, unless he's playing against the Cowboys. I'm going <laughs> with the Eagles. There you go. Royce, who you picking this game, man? If 90-year-old Grandpa Kidna can beat him, what do you think Super Michael Vick could be doing? Come on, man. Come on, man. We talking about Grandpa Kidna. Come on, man. So you going to go, so he's, that's a vote for the Eagles, I imagine. Do I answer that? <laughs> the, best, the best team in football, Philadelphia. Come on, man. Mm. Best team in football. Strong words. The best team in football for real. Right wow. now. Strong, strong words. Strong words right there. Chosen, who you picking this game? You like the uh, Michael Vick and the uh, Eagles, or you going to go with uh, Super Bowl champion Eli Manning and his uh, New York Giants? Well, you know, you know I, I, y'all can just call me the limb man, you know, on this one, because I, I just refuse to believe – where the Eagles, you know, uh, uh, have jailed to the point where they can withstand the the heavy trench fighting of the New York Giants. I just don't believe that the Giants are going to make the same mental mistakes that they made against the Cowboys. And I think that, you know, Mike Vick is going to have a real reality check about how serious it is in the toughest division in the NFL, the NFC East. Uh, Mark me down for the Giants. Okay. So y'all saying that Philadelphia, that Cowboys are better than Philadelphia? I, 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 to be honest with you, to be honest with you, I'm gonna say this: the Cowboys won that game last week, and I'm not sure if Jerry Jones paid a few people off or, or what happened, but I, I just saw the Giants make a lot of mistakes out there that they don't normally make. I mean, if you go back to game one where they played against the Cowboys at home, I mean, they start off down two interceptions and come back and win the game in a blazing fashion. I think Eli's going to play mistake-free football this game, and you know who his brother is. Mm. There, 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 there you go. That's a good point. They're going to have to chase that boy around. Kidnap did. Kidnap, Grandpa Kidnap, I repeat. And I saw this game. Grandpa Vick is going to be out there playing. He's going to be playing throw up tackle. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, the the, the way that this game is going to be matched up, it's a must win for the Giants, and I think this is where the Giants prove that that they're ready to go back for another championship run. And I, I just don't think the Eagles have just proven themselves. If they win this game, I'll start riding with them. But, nah, man, the Giants are the team to beat in the NFC East. Mm. Okay. Well, 
Mm, okay. Well, that, that that brings up the next game. If you feel like, you know, the Giants are the team to beat, let's talk about the team that did beat the Giants last week, and that was the Cowboys, and that new head coach, Garrett. I picked the Eagles. I picked the Eagles to win this game. I'm going with Mike okay. Vick at this game. Uh, okay. Now, the Cowboys and their new head coach, Jason Garrett, put on an impressive performance in his first game. He got the boys ready to play. We saw players step up that we haven't seen even play, like Brian McCann. And we saw players like Skandrick, Allen Ball, guys that we didn't, we've been dogging all season on this show, step up and make plays. We saw Felix Jones running the ball, making touchdowns again, big plays. We saw Dez Bryant and his uh, march to the Pro Bowl last week. So, Rick, I got to let you pick first, man. I know how you picking, but but let everybody know why you're picking the Cowboys to win. I mean, without question, I'm, I'm picking the Cowboys, no doubt about it. But realistically speaking, you know, I think Jason Garrett can go 2-0. and You know, uh, he did have the guys out there doing some things that they wasn't doing. I don't know if the Cowboys are off the hype or just all of a sudden buying into – you know what this guy's doing. Of course, he's got, they got to go out there and show that for a stretch of games before anybody really believes in it that way. You know, but they playing against the Detroit Lions. You know, the Detroit Lions is not really a good football team, and a lot of people could say the same thing about the Cowboys. Of course, I wouldn't. A lot of people could say that. Now, I think the Cowboys really do have a chance to go in there and, and, and beat the Detroit Lions, period, period. I think they can do it. Now, I'm riding with the Cowboys as well, too, because, like you said, they, they're playing the Lions. The Lions don't have their starting quarterback. I know their defense has made some strides this year. I like the way their uh, front four is shaping up with the Dominican Sioux. But if the Lions could block the, the Giants' front four, I feel like they can at least block the Lions' front four, and that's going to be key. If that offensive line plays like the way it did, I think Kidna will have another 300-yard-plus throwing day. And let's not forget that Kidna's going against his old team. Not only him, but also uh, Roy Williams is going against his old team, too. So these guys have got a chance to really show this old team, like, hey, you know, we're in town, we're doing this, we're, you know, we're here. And But the other, on the flip side of the coin, you got guys like Calvin Johnson that can really, you know, pick it. They they can pick apart our secondary in a heartbeat. You know, our, our secondary has been picked apart uh, many times. And even Sean Hill had a career day uh, this season once before already. But, I mean, I'm going to pick the Cowboys because I want Jason Garrett to go 2-0. and I like what Garrett's doing. I like the way he's, he's had the team behaving. So I'm going to have to pick the Cowboys not only because I, that I'm a homer, but also because I feel like they are a better team than the Lions. Uh, now, I mean, I know how Royce is going to pick, so I'll save his comments for last. But, Chosen, I'm wondering how you're going to pick this game. You didn't think that we were going to beat the Giants last week, and you just said that the team beats the Giants and they're legitimate. So are you going to you gonna ride with them this week? Well, uh, I, I'll say this. The, the Lions really have nothing to offer this season. And just out of sheer respect for Cowboy fans across the world, I think this is another must-win. You know, if the Cowboys were to lose this game, all faith would be destroyed in our team for the rest of this season without a doubt. So Cowboys must win. Mark me down. Now, Royce, I'm interested to see what you're going to pick because you told me that you were not going to pick this team to win again. So I'm trying to see if you're going to if you're going to stick with that. I mean, you didn't pick them to win last week. They had to impress you just a little bit. 
on that on the win on the road against the Giants. So who you picking this game? This is a hard game for me to pick. Man, this game ain't hard. Yeah, yeah, it's hard for me. It's hard for me. Let me explain to you. Nine times I picked the Cowboys, I only won twice. Uh, mm. And I, I, I can remember a couple of years, well, not too long ago, on Thanksgiving Day game, Detroit came to town with an awful record and just really upset Dallas. I don't know if y'all remember that or not. Yeah, it, yeah. And this, this, this team, you know, it, it could very well happen because Detroit did beat somebody this year. Who did they yeah. beat? Somebody. They won two games. They're, they're two they and seven right. like we are. Right, they won two, two games. Just like us, yeah, just yeah. like us. But, but, but since the starting quarterback is out, I mean, it's going to be hard for me to go with a backup. I'm not going to – I'm going neutral on this. I'm not going to even pick. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. Come on, Roy. You gotta, you, yeah, you gotta pick a game. Okay, I'm going with Detroit. I'm Dallas Cowboys. I can't, I can't pick Dallas yet. So you gonna go Detroit? You know what? I kind of felt, I kind of felt it off in there that you wanted to, because you had to go neutral at first. You didn't want to pick Detroit though. I, I don't want to say I told y'all so. <laughs> well, Royce, 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 I got a question for you. So you mean to tell me that, that you can roll with the Eagles team as pitiful and as discombobulated, you know, as, as they have been, you know, with all the quarterback changes. You can roll with them right. after a stunning performance right. that Michael Vick put on. And you said it yourself that Kidney gave a great performance last week against the Giants, and right. you don't think that, that that will be repeated against Detroit? Now, let me let me tell you something. I told y'all when when Tony Romo got hurt that Kidney will win games. Y'all, y'all talked about it. I, I, asked, did. I did say that. We can go you back and, and do the shows. I did say that. He is going to win games, and he will win games. But I am not going to pick the Cowboys in the fact that I've been going with this all along. I'm going to stay with it. And, and so far, I've been, seven times I've been right, and two times I've been wrong. <laughs> that's one way to look at it. 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 Before we get out the uh, get get the show over real, real quick, I want to bring somebody on because his team's got a big game this week, and that's that's the Patriots and the Coast game. Before I bring him on, I want you to know, man, we split on this on this decision. Two of us picked the Coast, two of us picked the Patriots, and I bet you can only guess who picked the Coast. So let's welcome Chris on the program. Chris, you there? Hey, hey. What's going on? So Chris, let me, up, let me Chris? tell you first of all. Your team, the Patriots, I know you're a huge Patriots supporter. Uh, they play the Indianapolis Colts at home this week, and the Colts have beat you guys five out of the last six times. They've even got a winning record against you guys at Foxborough. So they own Foxborough. So I picked the Colts to beat y'all once again, and another person on the show picked the Colts also, and, and two people ride with you on the Patriots. Now tell me why the Colts are going to beat, beat y'all on Sunday. No, you you asked me the wrong question. Why are we going to beat the Colts on Sunday? Is that what you're saying? I mean, I'm saying the Colts are going to beat y'all. Oh, well, I, I beg to differ, Young Rice. I mean, that's just, you know, my take on it. We will win. We will be victorious. 
I, I expect you to be anti-patriot all the way. It doesn't matter who we play. Right. We could be playing ourselves. You ain't going to pick now one of us. Mm-hmm. So what's well, up? We will be victorious. Man, what? look, tell tell me me what? Man, 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 but they ain't playing really all that great, man. They ain't going to beat us, man. Belichick will have the boys ready to play. Brady will be fired up like he was fired up last week and every week, and we're going to pull it out, man. George W. all day long. You come on, Peyton Manning cool. ain't cool. Peyton Manning is great. So is Tom Brady. He ain't cool. He's great. Right. Tom Brady's great too, man. He is. He is. Tom Brady is an icon. Right. Thank okay, you. Now slow down. Slow down. Slow down. He is. He is one of the best quarterbacks in the game, man. Huh? Let let him talk. What, what you were gonna say, Charles? When when Tom Brady steps away from the game, he will be regarded as an icon, and I think people will place him above Peyton Manning at the end of the no, day. Just no, like, there we go. Just like, just like just like when 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 Kobe Bryant leaves the NBA, everyone will know that he was better than Jordan. Mm. Anything, man. They got to be the Cowboys. Anything. Play by anything. 
Man, I understand y'all hyper crunk after that little last game and they had the little pep rally and everything, but man, they gonna lose, man. I mean, they they okay. What they playing? Y'all playing Detroit, right? We play here. Well, y'all y'all might y'all might, but you playing Detroit though, right? You playing the right. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, you you might you might win that game, man. You might win that game. I, I mean, you might. You know what I'm saying? I know everybody's happy because redhead carrot top is over there coaching and everything, man. But I don't know, man. I I still ain't sold on the whole idea, man. I mean, one game you can't sell that to me, man. When you when you look at all the other games, the record's still two and seven, though. Yeah. I mean, you you gotta you gotta the team is you know they are what they are. You know that right. that's that. You know, but I'm just saying, realistically speaking, you can't just hate on the Cowboys like that. I don't pick the Patriots before. <laughs> why, why not? Why do you hate on the Patriots? I hate on the Patriots, too, but I still gave them back. <laughs> I'm just going to lose it, though. I was going to show it be anti-Patriots, then when I came anti-Cowboys. <laughs> Brady's got two Super Bowl MVPs. 
Okay, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. I'll, I'll go ahead. say this. Here, here is the biggest difference that I've noted, noticed between Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. Tom Brady plays better under pressure than, than Peyton Manning does. If you go back to the Super Bowl last year where, where Manning had his chance against the Saints, okay, Peyton lost that game. He was responsible for releasing the ball and putting it back into the hands and took the game well without his reach. Peyton has been known for doing that. I can't tell you how many times I've seen people lose rent money. When it comes down to the game that counts, he's just like Dirk Nowitzki. He, he just cannot get it done. Now, I, I, I appreciate everything that he's done, but if that's the case, you know, give it to Dan Marino. You know, you, 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 make, you get a championship after someone's dynasty. That that no 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 no. If if he was really the best that people say he was at picking a defense apart, you do not throw interceptions in critical situations that cost you the game. Because in the regular season, it doesn't count like it does in the playoffs. It just doesn't count. So many times it's been the Patriots versus the Colts, and I've seen Peyton walk away from games in the playoffs where he didn't even throw for a touchdown. That does not qualify you as being great in the the chosen book of great football players. Okay, well, you got to understand. You got to understand when, when Brady took over for Drew Bledsoe, that was a good team already. They already had the pieces in place. When Peyton started his career off, he had a team that didn't have anybody. They built the team around Peyton. It took time. It took years. And even to that point, he was still – now, it wasn't everybody. Tom Brady had a team that was already put together. He was the number one Tom Brady had a team that was already put together. They were already winning games. They were already put together. No, no, but but, but they went 0-5. You do not right. go 0-5 with the team and call that team a great team. Not 0-5. And then when Tom Brady steps up, you don't lose again, and you win the Super Bowl? I mean, come on, yeah. man. I mean, okay. Drew Bledsoe okay. 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 did not I'm make saying, any. Okay. Tom I'm Drew not Bledsoe did not I'm make not any. I'm not saying that he's not. I'm not saying that Tom Brady's not. The boy is very, very nice out there. I mean, my hat would just have to go, you know, to, to Peyton Manning. If he puts himself in that situation as many times as he does, at some point it's bound to happen. You know, you're not going to throw that last touchdown every time. You're not going to make that last second shot every time. At some point, it's bound to happen no matter how great you are. Okay, let me, say, let me say this. Let me say this right quick. Now, if you look at all the great quarterbacks, you know, uh, Terry Bradshaw, he was record he won four Super Bowls, but at the same time, he threw the Hail Mary pass. Roger Staubach, the Hail Mary pass. Most quarterbacks are known about what they do in great games like in the Super Bowl. Tom Brady has proven that. Peyton Manning has yet to do that. And that's how you that's the measure of great quarterbacks. It's how they perform under pressure in big games in Super Bowl. Ted Bradshaw wasn't no hell of a quarterback, but he was recognized as a matter of reception. Mm. Uh, Roger Starback threw the Hail Mary. You know, and, and that's how the greatness of a quarterback, Tom Brady has proven that. Peyton Manning has won games, of course he has records 
but he has yet to be recognized for the last-minute win, the, the great comeback, like, you know, Steve Young. He has yet to do that in a big game. And all and all three of those teams that you named had great defense and a winning game, period. Team. All, all three of them. The Super Bowl is a team award. It's a team award. It's not. It's got nothing to do with individual players. In the Super Bowl, it's a team award. Yeah, but that's what makes great thing. quarterbacks. It's what they do in big games, Rodney. Great players step up in big games, like Michael Jordan. Okay, Young. I understand that. I understand it, but that I understand it. But there's been there's been no player that's that's won a Super Bowl by itself. Period. There's never okay, been well, a player won a Super Bowl by itself. Great performance. Marvin Harrison. Marvin Harrison, what, the great receiver? Yeah, it was a great receiver. Right, I beg your pardon? Marvin Harrison was a great receiver. And they've been recognized. But we're talking about quarterbacks. We're not talking about receivers. We're talking about quarterbacks. And then I'll say this. Peyton Manning has had the luxury of great running backs to aid in blocking no, and and no. to set up the pass. I mean, no, the only, neither the only one of thing, neither one of them, neither one of them have had great running backs. Neither no, one of them have had great running backs. They had great, great running backs during during the time that 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 they was winning. You know, for long haul. You know, I can't say that they had great running backs, but Edwin James was nice for Peyton Manning back there. He was nice. The reason why I give him that nod, though, is Peyton would sit there and say, hey, Edrin, I'm going to give it to you this time. Marvin, run a slant. I got you this time. Oh, I know. Wait a minute. My bad. My bad. I'm going to go ahead and give this to the Adrian. You know what I'm saying? Edrin James, I'm going to go ahead and give it to him. No, I'm going to end up going to the tight end. Why them fools? Everybody on the field. That's a great thing. Quarterbacks. Great quarterbacks. You talking about... Right, but I'm talking about the situation with Peyton Manning controlling that all uh, uh, out there like that. Peyton Manning is, is looking at that defense. No, I'm going to call this play. I'm going to call that play. I'm, run, I'm running this. I'm going to have some bad games. Sure I am, but I'm running this. Mm. Well, you, you do not let uh, another quarterback come in and steal your shine and establish a dynasty while you're in the midst of establishing yourself with greatness. I mean, I don't think you can consider a quarterback great without considering their championships. It just can't be done. If that's the case, Jim Kelly was the greatest quarterback of all time. You know, throwing to throwing to Thurman Thomas and 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 Don Beebe. You know, you go to four straight Super Bowls. You know, but it it, you have to include championships because you you do have to include. I'm just you know for the sake of the argument, just those two. You have to include it, sure. You know what I'm saying? You you can't you can't just ignore the fact that they have championships. Although some of those quarterbacks that you named, Jim Kelly was a very nice quarterback and was one of the greatest to do it too. So was Dan Marino. Why not? Why not? Broke every record. Why not? And neither one of them won. Right. uh, I'll say this. I'll say this. The one thing that separates Peyton Manning and and Tom Brady the most is this one fact, and I think all of you guys will agree. If you had to bet your house and everything you own on which quarterback was most likely to choke 
the decision is clear before you. You don't have to think about it. You're going to bet on Peyton Manning to choke before you bet on Tom Brady. I wouldn't. I, was I, mean, I mean, that was that was, was kind of nice. That was kind of nice, but I also I don't think I would. I, I think I would still uh, bet on Payton with the I way would, he plays no. now. I, I I still think I I probably bet on Payton. That was a good little point. I mean, because we haven't seen Tom Brady, you know, choke like that. Tom Brady does play well under pressure. You know, Tom Brady is coached very well. You know, maybe Payton make those mistakes because he kind of coached himself out there. Maybe that's what it is. Right. I would agree. Well, hey, that's, that's, that could be a whole other topic for another show, y'all. But let's go ahead and wrap this thing up, man. I, I talked to y'all on Tuesday. And thank everybody for tuning in to the after-hour session of the show. And see you guys next Tuesday, 9.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Right on, y'all. Right on. I told y'all so. <laughs> <laughs>